0: Welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm Dave Cohen and I'm James Carey and uh, this episode we're kind of catching up on what's uh, what's what's been going on in the world of comedy and there has been a lot, hasn't there James?
1: There certainly has. It feels like an awful lot of comedies have marched onto the screens mm. and are demanding our attention.
0: Right. And we've uh, I've I've watched a lot of comedy i can't say i've watched everything so far i still got a bit of catching up to do um but um we will probably talk about uh what these shows partly because about nine months ago uh james and i were uh uh, attended a conference at bbc writers room conference Mm -hmm. uh for conference for, for comedy and drama writers um and There was a panel where James interviewed a lot of commissioning editors, comedy commissioning editors, BBC, ITV, Sky, etc. So, um, and the stuff they were talking about, and the things that were enthusing them at that point—that was June of last year—is that the results of that are what we're seeing now. So, without trying to second guess uh, what um, the commissioners are looking for, we can we can confidently say we know what they were uh, were making nine months ago and we're watching it all now. Yeah. And this particularly, uh, bear this in mind because of course it's the BBC Writers Room comedy window uh, coming up. That's from April the 1st to April the 29th so so are. get
1: it so and the advice there is firstly go back and listen to our interview with simon nelson and amanda um farley at um whatever episode it is yeah. we'll put a link 70, in the show notes it's a 70
0: something also actually.
1: look at our blogs as well because there's advice about um what to do with your script before you send it in sort of final final mm. checks and that kind of stuff yeah. as well <laughs> right so do 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 that mm. um but also bear in mind that in a way they're not looking for a show they're looking for a voice they're looking for a writer who shows a bit of ability that they can then work with and enhance and improve and yeah. and coach that's so the prize is development by the BBC writers' room yeah. rather than access to the BBC with your idea and your own show yeah and that's actually one of the, the,
0: the first big thing that that um, you can be uh, thinking about when you if you're um, Wanting to enter that uh, BBC Writers' Room uh, contest is you don't have to worry in the way that if you're thinking about this is an idea I want to pitch, even if it's the most brilliant idea in the world, um, it's going to be a, a minimum of two years before yeah. it actually gets made. So they're not they're not looking for. Um, the 2021-2022 roster. They're looking for something that makes them go, this is a funny script. So you can be as contemporary as you want. You don't have to worry too much of, is this going to be out of date in a year's time?
1: And you also don't have to go, oh, I had a script that was brilliant that was set in Northern Ireland during Mm. the Troubles about some teenage girls. Or I had a script about a guy who invites an um, asylum seeker into his home. Or whatever has just come out on TV, it d- doesn't matter. It's mm. I mean, obviously, if you have a choice, I would send you the, the idea that hasn't been done before. Yeah. But you know, if you've written a show that is basically a peep show or yeah. a historical comedy, and they don't commission historical comedies, and I don't they know say. why they just don't, and then they do. Yeah. Um, well, if it's a sci-fi comedy, again, they don't commission them um, yeah. until they suddenly do. Yeah. Um, then just just write, you know, send them a script that makes you look good as a writer. Mm. Um, and shows some, some really solid ability, show that you've done the basics so that they've got something to work yeah. with. Yeah, and, uh, you can, and you can write something as
0: well that's uh, contemporary, like almost mm. a topical, in fact.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, not that I can think of anything much topical that's happening these days. Well, it so. moves so
1: fast. That's yeah, the problem, so. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I wrote a script, Richard and I wrote a script for Al Murray that was, um, where the big joke was, um, goodness me, there's an awful lot of SNP uh mps in the houses of parliament it was like the idea of the pub landlord mm-hmm. being elected to parliament and then right. that being on a corridor of his office full of of members of the snp right um and, and and that just got subsumed into brexit and everything yeah to the point where you you couldn't make it up i mean yeah. it's 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 kind of amazing really isn't it mm. but um going back to this sort of crop of comedies that are on yeah. at the moment what 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 trends have you noticed, or what what are you what well, are you learning from that, Dave? Well, the first thing uh, which I'm learning, which it,
0: I think is the best thing, is you know that everybody. We, we we heard the sort of uh kind charming words of last year and everyone says yes comedy is really important and channel 4 saying you know we are putting comedy at the heart of channel 4 that's that that's one of their slogans of the moment mm. um, and you know we're all going yeah 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 and they've you know they, they they've all credit to, all credits to the lads and the mm. lasses they've they've uh, spent their money they've made the shows and there are a lot of shows a lot of comedy shows there's a lot lot Of uh, stuff that's out there, that and they've gone. Okay, we know that comedy gets, um, you know, lots of people. It's always a make or break. Every ep- episode of every show is a make or break. Well, we're just putting a lot of stuff out there. We're expecting to get, you know, uh, a lot of um, criticism. We're expecting people to love stuff and hate stuff, whatever. We've uh, and so that 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 is the good news is that they are, uh, you know, that they they. they have shown faith in making new comedy and that's if you think about this time uh, a year, a year and a half ago, you know, just about the only new comedies that were coming out were 40-year-old retreads of of mm. shows that have been before. So, so that's the first. That's the good. The good news. The not so good news is, you know, the lot of these shows are writer-performer, yeah, or even I would say performer-writer right. led. And so there's probably no point us giving you any uh, tips or anything and saying about you know. F- fleabag Mm. and uh there's an alan partridge series out uh, as well and uh home which is a Writer performer show although that's, a, that's an interesting uh, caveat is that, that a series or was that a pilot it's a series now no. it was a pilot a couple of years ago um, but Rufus Jones it's written by Rufus Jones who I would say is is uh, I would class as a writer performer uh, e- equally I think an no, all rounder bat- not just a batsman yeah. who bowls yeah. but
1: he bats at six and he bowls that's right yeah and
0: he, he is uh, he was involved in a very uh, funny. Uh, sketch group from about 20 years ago uh the dutch elm Conservatory. okay I oh think. was he yeah oh, yeah okay and you know and he's uh, he was a consistently funny yeah. comedy sketch writer so he he is a writer uh who has come up with a a, a a great idea for a sitcom and that that i think home is probably the 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 uh, show that i will forgive me for saying home in on because right. that's that uh, gives you a very good idea of the sort of thing that is being looked for. It's a it's uh, it's a nice sitcom. It's mm. it's got great characters. Uh, it's got heart. It's about a current issue. Yeah. Um. And it's got jokes. Very funny jokes right. in it.
1: Uh, I've not seen a, it yet. I'm looking yeah, forward to it. I, I, Especially because we we seem to have I seem to have declared Rufus to be the <laughs> Ian Botham <laughs> of <laughs> yes. uh, of comedy writing. That's the, right. the genuine all rounder. Yeah. Yeah he's uh, and he's he puts in a great performance as
0: well uh and 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 gives a lot of the 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 best lines to to all the other performers which is which is always a nice mm. thing to see um it's all spread the comedy is spread evenly across all the characters so that's great um Derry Girls so these are both channel 4 shows so it's yeah. not quite so relevant for the writers room but Derry Girls is uh written by a writer yeah uh which is uh, sounds like a weird thing to have to say, yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, that 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 is a, a written show, and mm. it's, uh, it's it's it's. I haven't actually seen this series yet, but I've been uh, I've, I've been catching up with the ones that I missed from the the, the previous series, mm. and it's uh, as far as I'm aware, it's pretty much more of the same. Mm. Uh, so that's um, and, and it's just great, great characters. that, uh, that is actually a costume yeah. drama. <laughs> uh, it's what, it is what uh, it, w- it would be defined as a costume drama because uh, you know when you make a show like that you can't just uh, the, the, the cast can't just sort of turn up in their in the clothes that they wear normally they have to be given the clothes that were like what the clothes that were worn in the 1970s the, the set has to look like 1970s so everything about uh, Dairy Girls you know it doesn't matter if you're writing something set in the 18th century or the 1970s yeah yeah no every you know, every making, detail has to be yeah and I mean I think I remember that show I can't remember what it's called uh, what was it called The Kennedys the, the show that Emma Kennedy wrote but it was uh, yes well yeah, that was um, set in the 1970s and mm. it was just like a kind of it was like watching a, a, a time capsule a, yeah watching mm. a, the Argos catalogue yes. brought to life yeah, almost yeah. really uh, so so, yeah, so co- that, it's a costume drama. Love it. Um, we,
1: well, it's a costume comedy, isn't it? Costume comedy, yes, okay. Well, there we go. We but, have a new category of show here yeah. the costume comedy. To but some it, extent, like, I mean, one of my favourite shows of the last uh, 20 years has, was Life on Mars. Mm. Which and Ashes yeah. to Ashes, which were proper funny. I mean, they were dramas yeah. with jokes rather than absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes, me but, too. Um, one of my favorites, actually. very evocative. I mean, and you, and you can lean on the nostalgia a bit too yeah. hard if you're not careful, yeah. But um, you want your characters driving stuff forward. Which yeah. I mean, I saw, I think I saw one Dairy Girls from Series One and enjoyed it yeah. and just thought this is full of energy. And and in a way, the thing that the reason to be cheerful then is we want we as comedy people, we want. The commissioners and the controllers to have a good experience of comedies on mm. their shows, so that they so that they do more of them. So Fleabag, which I personally don't really go for myself, mm. yeah, I love the fact that the BBC are loving commissioning comedy, yeah, and Fleabag is a comedy, even though mm-hmm. I, I believe the second series is a bit more drama than comedy, yeah. But overall, it just keeps them in the game, yeah, um, and gives and they're looking for the next Fleabag, yeah. and so that might be my show or your show, yeah. Um, so we want to be, um optimistic about that because yeah. in the grand scheme of things i know i'm a bit gloomy about comedy generally quite often but across all the channels there's probably as much comedy now as there ever has been on yeah. television mm-hmm. it's just it's split up into sort of 17 channels yeah rather than three channels right. or four channels as it was you know yeah. in the days when we were growing up so
0: so um to come back then to the to, to the, the the thorny question which we've been discussing with uh de clementine Lafrene as well what is comedy drama yes. and if you
1: subscribe on Patreon yeah. you can get an early access to that full mm. interview That's
0: um, right. otherwise
1: you're going to have to wait a few weeks
0: yeah if you look at home and you look at Derry girls and um as I say, those aren't BBC shows, but those are good examples of shows. They are comedies, but what makes them drama? And when uh, we attended that festival last year and we asked the sitcom uh, commissioners, we said, you know, what is comedy
1: drama? And they, they basically said, we don't know. And, um, and well, they sort of said, it is whatever you yeah, want it to exactly. be. Yeah, hey, you're yeah. the writers, you uh, decide. Yeah. And you go, well, okay. So
0: here's, two, so here's two answers to that question. Here's a sitcom... Uh, that's like a sort of uh home it's just, it's it's the classic family mm-hmm. sitcom which is familiar except uh that they've taken in a Syrian refugee now that's that's a, um you can see how you can see what the comedy is there and you can see what the drama is there mm-hmm. and uh, that's very a very simple uh thing to say well actually yeah this is a very, this is a classic comedy uh family sitcom but it's got a very serious uh thing in the background to it and and, and you know that has to be dealt with in a in a, a you know in a in a tasteful way even yeah. though it is still comedy Derry Girls it's just all funny all funny all funny but as you would say like in uh, Bluestone 4-2 your mm-hmm. show which is happens to be set uh, in Afghanistan and the bomb disposal team mm-hmm. so even when it's that's not the main thing that's going on—that's mm. just—that's always in the background. And here are these teenagers in the nineteen seventies, and it's just a classic. Is it the eighties or is it the seventies? Um, I can't remember exactly, okay. right? but it's—but uh but, you know, the the, the threat is always—it's just yeah. always there in yeah, the background, yeah. and that's that's what—that's the drama yeah. side of it. But you, it's still comedy. It's just a funny. It's like yes. a, it, again, well, it's like
1: I mean, both. it's to some extent both my show and Derry Girls are sort of the in-betweeners. Yeah. So mine's the in-betweeners on tour with guns. Yeah. <laughs> and Derry Girls is the in-betweeners, but girls during yeah. the troubles. Yeah. Um, well, and the in-betweeners is just the in-betweeners and, and, yeah. and, and you know, and none, none the worse for it. Exactly, yeah. But, um, so yeah, you kind of yeah. want to, you don't... Yeah. The thing that we learned, we were reminded by from this interview with um, Dick and Ian, and then our friends of mine, of course, <laughs> Dick, um, yeah. uh, Clement and Ian Lafrenet, who wrote The Likely Lads and Porridge and those sorts of things, um, they're kind of very much aware that a, that a funny line is great, but the situation mm. of that line is yeah. absolutely crucial. Yeah. And actually, I would always argue that the, the best, the funniest line is a line that only makes sense when that character says it at yeah. that moment in that situation, in that show, yeah, because um, oh you know we have seen people fall over before, but Del Boy falling through that bar, wearing that, yeah. looking at those people in that situation, then in that show, yeah. that kind of makes it that yeah. supercharges the funny, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And context is everything. Yeah,
1: and and and
0: yes, that's exactly. I was going to say that that the context of what what you're creating yeah uh, means that if you've got that and, and then just to come back to what we are saying about the in-betweeners even though that sort of there isn't a, that sort of backdrop like Derry Girls has but there is still a sort of there's a kind of melancholy I would tell especially mm. in the in the movies, as much in the in the sitcom, there there is that sort of uh, deep sense of uh, a that deep sense of failure and yeah. inadequacy, and that, that, that plus the idea that you know it's never going to get better, is it? You know, this mm. is as, it, it, it's always going to be this shit, and yeah. and so there is that. Sort and of, they they
1: never knew yeah. about Tony Blair, yeah. and that
0: things would only get better. <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't yeah. that great? I mean, even when it gets better, even when they you know the old time that they have a success it's just it's it's horrible yeah it leads to
1: more so so that's quite. can you imagine the likely lads it's set during the thatcher years um which would make it even more kind of do you know what i mean Uh, how how terry and bob would be even further apart wouldn't they yeah that's right um goodness me now now that's a show which i should have pitched that yeah. Time Capsule show set in the 80s it's The Likely Lads but it's yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: No, that was that, 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 that with, actually, with Anton Deck. No. Yeah. <laughs> the Likely Lads if Rodney Boots had still been alive yeah. obviously. I mean you imagine The Likely Lads from uh set, done made about 5 years ago, you know, when mm. they're in their 70s. That would have been uh, in in a care home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or in sheltered accommodation. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be that would be great. Yeah. So those those are the new comedies. Um, yeah, those and are the it, ones the, that the, are worth talking. I mean, from, for more to... for more coherent thoughts yeah. from Dave, even more coherent. If you look at Dave's blog, yeah, which is davecohen.org.uk, dot, dot, dot uk, dot org dot UK yeah. um, and also look at our Patreon page. You will mm. see further reflections yeah. on, on all of the above. F-
0: five mistakes uh, comedy writers make. It's uh, it'll be. Um,
1: It'll be out there. Great. Yeah. So the other, uh, in other news, um, when I saw Dave yesterday, um, he just said that he'd been at, at the London Book Festival mm. and that it was very interesting. <laughs> and I said, that's a show. <laughs> we should talk about that. Because yep. we, we, we are talking more on this show, not just about writing situation comedy, but writing generally and how you can get your writing out there. We've... we've I've certainly become more and more convinced of making your own stuff and that would also include writing your own books. Yeah. And so, um, and I've written, I've written four or five books. Wow. Which are, in so one is a failed novel that right. failed that didn't get um picked up called crossword ends in violence the enigma yeah crossword ends in violence which is sort of world war ii sort of hut 33 ish but yeah. also modern day as well right which i then ended up self-publishing via via lulu and then got picked up and published as an ebook by uh I think or pickwick and i i, I, I think that's sort of um gone into abeyance really then I did a book of articles called Death by Civilization," which was published by Dart and Longman Todd, which was a sort of Christian sort of thing, which some people uh, liked. And then I did an ebook called Writing That Sitcom, which is still available via my website. And
0: free for Patreon members, <laughs> Indeed.
1: Um, so, and I, actually, I was offered a publishing deal for that book. Uh-huh. Um, I was offered, I think I was offered 1,500 quid. Right. And which would have meant that the book would have been out a whole year later. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, well, if anyone buys this book, it's going to be almost entirely as a result of me, my blog, and my podcast. So I don't quite see what a publisher's adding to this, because I can probably yeah. make 1,500 quid off sales. If I'm if I'm making three or four quid a copy, I only need to sell, yeah. you know, a few hundred copies, and I've made my 1,500 quid. Yeah, um, And I might make more than that. But if I go through a traditional publisher, I won't make more than that. So I kept that... Um, myself as it were and self-published it and then my new book sacred art of joking was with spck and that feels like going through a proper publisher was the way to go for that one because that opened up a few um uh, opportunities and the best thing my agent did on that was made sure that the copies that i buy for myself are at a good price so that when i sell them myself via my website or after gigs. Um, I make a decent profit on those. Right. So over, you know, so in a way, I'm kind of really open to all these different... And I've got some nativity plays coming out, which I had put up as a PDF that you could buy for a fiver, that are going to be published uh, via Kevin Mayhew. But I, I suspect there is not a huge demand from our current listener base for nativity plays. Well... Um, but they're easy to stage nativity plays that you could do in your church, which I wrote for my church. Right. Um. So you've got all of these different ways. be the ways. next big thing. Yeah. So oh, yeah. so that's kind of my introduction backdrop to my very mixed view of of publishing, both self publishing and. Um, but you went to London Book Fair, and also, yeah. sensationally, your book is not available. <laughs>
0: That's right. Why don't yeah. you tell us about that? Well, first of all, I'll say that um, I, my uh, book is uh, uh, the, the Complete Comedy Writer, uh, writing comedy, all, you, everything you need to know, um, I is coming out on April Fool's Day, the 1st of April. Um, Great. You may be thinking, if you've listened to this podcast before, hang on, Dave, you said that your book was out at christmas hang on dave i've actually got a copy of your book you may even say yeah um and the the the, the reasoning is that when i i bought it out, i was hoping to bring it out in november and just uh it, it, eventually it didn't come out until two weeks before christmas and so there was no way that it was going to get a sort of proper launch then mm. and i always and had... G- jesus got in the way his yes, birthday again I know. every year And that uh, guy yeah and, those, and, and, guy. Uh, yeah, and yeah. people you know so i, I it, it was hard to kind of uh uh you just didn't see the light of day in that sense mm. but I did I did sell quite a lot of copies at that time but I always had in mind and this is the great joy of self-publishing you are uh you are the publisher you are the marketer uh, you know you you are the one who is uh has complete control over mm. that book and I thought at some point I'm going to bring that book out properly and you know, do it as as if I was a publisher, okay. and I've got a launch date, and I've got a plan between now. It's not very long, I know, but it's, I've got I've got plans of things that I've done. I've rejigged the, my website, and I'm i have got to be doing. Uh, I'll have I've probably done bits of little Q and As and things by the time this goes out. But I've, I've I'm building up the profile of the book so that uh, when it comes out again, I'll have uh, that much more that many more people will know about it and think, oh, this is a new book. And those who know that it isn't a new book aren't going to go, this is absolutely outrageous, I demand a recount or recall or whatever. Um, Second vote. Yeah, Mm. so it doesn't really matter. Uh, And, you you know, it's really up to you to do what you want. And that's one of the great joys of uh, self-publishing. In terms of producing your own stuff, this is a, a, another thing that has changed. And again, this is a, um, incredible, really, that you can, you know, if you want, you, uh, uh, what is a book? You know, a book is changing now. You can make a book. You doesn't, it doesn't have to be 80,000 words. It doesn't have to be a novel. It doesn't have to be, you know, you could write a book that's 10,000 words, that's sort of five chapters. It's a mini book. Um, and you sell it as an e-book for... Hmm. Whatever, two ninety nine or something. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything to yeah. do that, and you put it out. Um, there, there, there are lots of different models, and there are lots of pros and cons. But basically, uh, if you um, hold your nose and take the Amazon shilling, which mm. you know you kind of have to do really when you're starting out, I think, because Amazon really is the, for for. That's where people find it. books. Yeah. yeah, people find books at Amazon. And um,
1: and actually, they might know. want to order it directly off you, which is what, mm. you know, some people yeah. order them from me. And so for my book, I say I'll sign it for you so you can get a signed copy from yeah. me or you can buy it on Amazon. But the idea that you could only buy it from me and not from Amazon yeah. suddenly makes it like, oh, what is this? Is this, is this a bit rubbish or something? Yeah. Well, the the the
0: the, the problem is that if you sign with Amazon, you are Mm. that's basically they are the only people that you go with. This is for your uh, your ebook. Yeah, print print is fine, and also you can you can uh, you sign up uh, for for ninety days, Mm. and then you can say actually I'm signing off now, and you can have a period where you're just selling it yourself. There's no you know you're not stuck with them in a way like this isn't like a sort of ten year publishing deal yeah so it's entirely up to you so you go with amazon and it's on their uh, website and then everything um all the publicity whatever yeah. if you're gonna if you can afford to advertise it then it all goes it's all kind of heading towards that one place mm. and you know they are very very generous with the amount of money that you get but i mean it's they could be more generous i mean it is after all that doesn't actually cost them anything to put it up there but if you pay if you charge 2.99 you will get 2 pounds or thereabouts yeah. for every one that you sell so, yeah we're talking yeah 60
1: yeah. 70% of the cover price rather yeah. than 5 to 10% yeah which is the which is the the, the publisher version mm and it's also so it gets
0: you uh you you can it can be anything of any length as long as if it's something that's just a bit different and a bit unusual an idea that you've had and you can go out there you can put it out there you can see what happens with it and if it fails you it doesn't matter but you've you've published a book and mm. you can unpublish it and but then the next time you've got more ideas you know you 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 you've, you've got more experience it's a kind of way of building experience of yeah. becoming uh, a, a more proficient writer so I've, I've written the, the comedy writer book and I feel uh, I'm, I'm interested in doing some uh, sitcom geeks uh, yeah. books as well and there are there are subjects that I didn't have enough time and space to put into the complete comedy writer mm. for instance a whole thing about making your own mm. Yeah. Two-minute sketches, writing your own books, uh, making your own podcasts. That mm. feels to me like that could be like a sort of a, a mini e-book, yeah. um, which I am working on. I also think, think there's a, a guide to the Edinburgh Fringe, performing mm. and writing and performing at the Edinburgh Fringe, which, is, again, is a. Um, there, there have been a few, but I've I, the ones that I've seen, I sort of think, well, I know that I could do yeah. something that, that, that has more than that yeah. and can offer more than that.
1: I think also... So at the moment, uh, you're not doing hard copies because that because because that that can be done now very easily. Yeah. Well, that's also I, I will when the book comes out uh, on April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. there it will it'll
0: be an ebook and it will the, the hard copies are also available. Yes, that's become a much easier thing now. If you want to self publish, yeah, um, you. Um, and that's print it, on demand you don't you yeah. don't
1: have to fulfill that order you don't have to no. put a book in the post no, no like I do when somebody buys a sacred art of joking from me yeah personally. that's right it's all done uh, by
0: Amazon mm. and you pay all over the postage and all the shipping or whatever it is yeah um, and that's that the 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 ebook is 699 and the the Amazon book is uh, the, the the print book is 999 yeah you don't get as big uh, royalties on that but then um, obviously it costs. Physi- yeah. physically costs something to make but it's still um you don't have to make a thousand copies
1: you don't have to have a thousand copies in your yeah. your hall or your bedroom or whatever yeah. so that but having said that it might be worth yeah. you again if you do print them yourself you hmm. can print quite a lot for not very yeah. much so i've just remembered another book that i wrote is not really a book but it is um so i did a play called the god particle and I just thought it would be nice to have something to sell after the play because quite often people, if they like it, they sort of want to buy something. And I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll print, I'll, I'll do the script of the play. But also a little extra incentive is the original radio script that I wrote, which was the original incarnation of the idea, um, which was yet another sitcom I wrote for Radio 4 that they turned down. Um, so you've just got this nice little book. I think they cost me about, I got about a thousand made um, and I think they cost me about a quid each. So that was a thousand pound investment. But, I've, but I have sell them for a fiver. Now a fiver is not very much, mm. but I only need to sell 200 and the rest of it's sort of gravy. Now, as it happens, I've got quite a lot of boxes of these still, yeah. but I haven't lost any money on them. And when I'm touring future shows, mm. so when I'm even when I was doing the Sacred Art of Joking show the other day, yeah. I sold plenty of copies of the Sacred Art of Joking, yeah. but then I also sold... Two or three scripts of um, of that, and they just thought, "Oh, I'll have that and that." And actually, if and what I would arg- uh, urge you to do is a development from what you've been suggesting, which is sort of showing, I mean, on one level, how easy it is to get your own stuff out of there. Although I know that you found it quite technically challenging just to make sure you go through the process and get everything right. And I, I've got a friend of mine uh, who lives near me who's actually ultimately had a very good experience of um, publishing. Uh, books based on stuff that's out of copyright that is um in the religious sphere so like there's a very famous character who produced a biography of someone and there are only facsimiles of that book available and he sort of typed out his own copy and put uh put notes with it and done a whole load of stuff and added value to it um so he's enjoyed that um and it's very niche but you know but then i would just say see your book potentially as a product in a range of products around a thing so that you're selling, uh, you know, so, you know, work towards three books so that if they like one, there, there are two exactly. more that they'll buy. Yeah. And if you've got a live show, then make sure that the book is physically available because yeah. people often have money burning in a hole in their pocket that they actually want to give you. Mm. You just need to have something to give them so that they can yeah. give you more money. Just uh, a couple of things then to come uh, back to that
0: um, what what you're saying about uh, that the, the technological side of it um one thing that stops people making books is because there are so many processes there will be at least two or three aspects of creating a book that you will go i so um don't know what to do here that i i'm i'm kind of uh, paralyzed by the fear of that now um, uh, Obviously, you know, writing it is that hopefully we know that's the aspect. That's the easiest part is yeah. actually writing it. Um, now, uh, in terms of proofreading and copying and and, and, and doing uh, versions of I, I I trained as a journalist, so that, that side comes very easily to me. But I know lots of people who say, that's the thing that I fear mm. is uh, and 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 then uh for me the thing the big thing was was the technology the fear that in the process of trying to put it onto Amazon that I would that lose it and and yeah. uh, I didn't but I, I paid I did pay for someone who knew their mm. way, who, who was very sort of uh code savvy and understood yeah. all that side. And there were quite complicated things. I worked with her, she was doing it, and there and there were things that were really sort of quite problematic that mm. I would have spent two days yeah. working out and she spent half an hour yeah. working out. So if there is a thing be prepared there at that to, to, to pay a small amount to get somebody yeah. to hold your hand over that particular part yeah. of it, and
1: try and and try and learn through it so yeah. that you don't need to maybe pay them yeah. next time. But exactly, equally, just realise that other people are good at good things, yeah. and you know, uh, there's you, no, there's work here for everybody, isn't there?
0: And it leaves you time to really focus on the stuff that you do do well mm. and make sure you do that better. Yeah, I think so. That's that, and the, and then also just I say the thing about the the fact that you don't have to make print a thousand copies yourself yeah but you still can have uh, as you say i Mm. mean i do have like uh, i've got 50 copies and i've been when i've been doing Mm. uh talks or shows or whatever i've been selling a few copies after that so you you can still you know you you can still purchase a load yourself. yeah
1: 10 15, 30, yeah.
0: 100 whatever yeah i got 50 and it was about and it was, wasn't was a huge
1: amount cheaper to get
0: mm. them in bulk but i mean, I mean if you buy a thousand you'll get them for a lot cheaper But well you would get
1: yeah. you would go to an actual so i went to a printing press yeah. called short run press in exeter right and they you know and so the overall price i was very happy with and i just thought over the next yeah. two three four five years um so for example i'll also sell so i'm doing a new show for this year about thomas beckett as i probably mentioned before mm-hmm. do there's a website called aturbulentpriest.com if right. you want to find out where because that's starting in april mm-hmm. um and there are a few shows uh, around the place uh including in rains park in in early april uh mm-hmm. if you want to come and see it um but there'll be a tour september october november um and so i just thought over the next however many years i'll probably make use of them. I've got space in the garage for them because right. I'd just done a load of telly at that point. I was also a little bit flush. Right. Uh, so I just thought, Oh, I've got a grand I can pay for that. Um, I wouldn't mind that grand back now to be honest. <laughs> Although I, I have actually had it back, you know, cause I have yeah. sold, I have yeah. sold 200 copies of that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's just annoying to see all these boxes mm. of unsold books. Yeah. London book festival. Yeah. Is where we started. Yeah. Um, what, because when i saw you after you'd just been there hmm. it, it was almost as like you you were you were sort of shaken by that experience to some extent <laughs> what what was your reflection on that what did you learn at london book festival
0: well in fact it's um it, it is that sort of grubby place where uh creativity and capitalism meet and it's mm. uh that there, there is a lot of there's a lot of business going on uh, there's a lot of, uh, I could imagine if I'd gone there five or ten years ago I would have been so uh, overwhelmed and felt so small and insignificant and mm. pathetic. Um, so there is a lot. There's all the big, the huge uh, publishers are there. You know, uh, Heinemann, the Hachette. The Random Commons. House. And like yeah, they're well. all there, and they've all got massive. Uh, they're all basically stores. one
1: company, aren't they? Or they? they there are lots about of three or four yeah. companies. So, so
0: that's where at uh, the 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 industry mm. it's that that's like a sort of industry event and they've been booking for months and yeah. they've got and there are all these uh sales people and marketing people uh so um and there's there are purchasers mm. Uh, a book. Uh, it's basically, um, the, and then there's only like sort of probably two or three main book yeah. shops, really, aren't there? So, so basically, Mr. Mr. Waterstone buyer or Mrs. Yeah. M- Mrs. Warf, Waterstone buyer yeah. is walking around, <clears throat> and. They're all saying, "Look, look at my uh, amazing books! I've got in there. Sort of yeah. displaying these amazing books that they got. These are the these are the titles. We're really excited. It's a marketplace, yeah. basically. So, so there's there is on that level. Yeah. It's like, why am I even there? Yeah. Um, and the answer to that question, there, there's two other aspects mm. is because uh, you, there are masses and masses of workshops and seminars and really interesting and uh, covering every topic mm. uh, copyrights and you know what the new rules mean and all those sort of things but also self publishing which wasn't I'm guessing won't have even been there ten years ago mm. Is now a respectable. It's still a fairly small little section behind, yeah. behind children's books, which yeah. is another massive oh, yeah, area all of itself. It's kind of reflects. It's a bit like TV, really. The world of TV hmm. is that uh, actually, you know, the massively, massively successful books are children's books. Yeah. Um, but actually, children's books is still seen as a little bit of a kind of ha ha children's book. But actually, they they, they had a sort of almost half a floor. Of yeah, just the, the children's. I books suspect Dave, Dav- David are
1: David Williams is selling more copies than Salman Rushdie.
0: Well, exactly. The name David Williams jumps out because yeah. the, the self-publishing uh, area was just sort of behind the children's. Mm. So you know, David Williams' name. Yeah. jumped every step towards the self publishing but it's a big it's a, it's a growing area and yeah. uh, and and there are more you know that it, it it is now more of a, a respectable uh thing than it was say you know 10 years ago and it was still called vanity publishing 10 yeah. years ago and that's you know that's what a lot of it was it was like all oh, right i can never get published but yeah. i've got enough money to bring out my own book so yeah. i will do it uh, uh but the, the, and again, like TV, and I was listening to a, a, a very, very successful author. She's won lots of awards. Mm. I haven't read her books, but I'm sure they're, they're very high quality, and she sells a lot of mm. copies. And she had been published. She had had several books published by main publishers before. But she was talking about, for instance, that one book that she'd written. The editor had uh, said that the, the, the sort of big change that they wanted. Mm which she didn't like and they changed the title as well and 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 it's for her it sort of ruined the book but she wasn't she didn't feel in a position to say anything about mm. it whereas now when she writes a book she has built up uh, fans yeah. and she's got sort of uh, like a dozen people mm. who uh, when the, the, the book is you know kind of nearly ready to go mm. she's got a, these dozen people they'll read it and there, there some, she'll have some who are reading it for accuracy but yeah. others who are just like they're good they're fans they like what she yeah. writes so she's she's basically got a direct link and this, yeah. is, this is what we talk about all the time time. time with you know Mm. making your own stuff and um it's having that direct link with your audience and not having to go through someone else and you know she still has to change her book she still has to do rewrites and things but it's it's coming uh, but she's got more voices yeah if 10 people say to her i don't like this thing yeah then she's She's pretty say confident she's, that yeah. she needs to change that or have she's a pretty good reason to, to stick yeah. to it. Yeah. If you've got 12 people and one person says, I don't like that, and nobody else has a problem with it, you'll sort of think, well, okay. Yeah. But if
1: that one person yeah. is the commissioning editor... Exactly. Then you've got to change it and you yeah. go, well, you yeah. know.
0: So it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I'm self-publishing, uh, I can just, uh, I, I just do it all myself and I don't have to care. Mm-hmm. It actually, is, it's more than that. So, but it's a,
1: so it's a very good way of, uh, of working, I would say. Great. Cool. Well, what an adventure you must have had. <laughs> so the 1st of April is the relaunch yep. of The Complete Comedy Writer. That's right. Watch this space, hear this space, yep. um, go to, and uh, follow us on Twitter. And you'll be updated. Follow Dave on Twitter. Mm. Dave is yep. Dave, Dave Cohen Dave. Company.
0: Yep, that's right. And uh, we're also uh, sitcom geeks. Yeah. Uh, and I am not? sitcom geek. Yes. Also worth bearing in mind, actually, if you want a free copy of my um, first book. Uh, then you can sign up from my my website and that's uh ahead of getting the next uh, book the how to be averagely how to be averagely successful at comedy is free. Which is an
1: also an excellent book which Thank I you have much. read um, and so I do recommend that. My book Writing That Sitcom is available via sitcomgeek.blogspot.com uh you can get the you can buy a PDF of it as well but you mm. can just get it. the e version is on mm. is on Amazon. And my other book Sacred Art of Joking you can get on Amazon or from me personally jamescarry.co.uk you can order it uh from from me and i'll sign it for you or not if you'd rather or i could write something else in it i could i could write a small poem in the front for you or something if you requested it that's very kind of you to offer that James. or tell you my favorite verse of the bible or something <laughs> um great um thanks dave for that um good thoughts about uh publishing And is there anything else? I think we're done. I think we're done. That's good. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks to the British Comedy Guide for hosting our show on their servers and putting it up and doing lots of wonderful work for us. Um, they are good eggs. Do go over to the British Comedy Guide um, mm. and
0: and in fact, sign up to their new um, their, their their new sort of pro uh, pro package. Throw yes.
1: throw money at them yeah. um, and uh, to keep their stuff going and to you'll get you'll be rewarded. You will be rewarded in this life as well as in the next. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Speak to you next time. Bye bye. Thanks a lot. Bye.